0: Welcome to the home of the blessed people, and here is our host pastor, Pastor Dio Ademo. We want to continue in our series, Walking in Dominion, Part 3. Walking in Dominion, Part 3. Captioned, the siege is over. In the first two series, we have learned about how we have been created in God's image, and after God's likeness, this is our month of dominion. And God wants us to have dominion over even siege in our lives. Siege can come, sieges are in cycles, they come and they go. But every time God's position concerning siege, as far as you are concerned as a child of God, is to always dominate siege. Siege comes in various shapes and forms. The principles you need to apply in order to gain dominion over siege was what we started last week. In 2 Kings chapter 6, verse 24, we saw a situation like the pandemic we experienced or the world is experiencing today where people cannot go in or go out. We defined what siege is. It's just a military strategy, so to speak, where people can't go in or go out, where people are locked down, it's like a prison. It's like a cage. You can't move forward. There are so many dreams on the inside of you you want to do, but it seems as if, as it were, you are limited because of the circumstances and situations and the characteristics a siege presents. Look at the siege. According to Second Kings chapter 6, no one could come in. No one could go out. Lives of people were caged. You can't, you can't even explain the reality that people were going through There was famine, there was scarcity, there was difficulty. People became scavengers. They were eating each other's children. Wickedness was the order of the day. And like what happens when situations like that happen, people blame other people. We saw the king of Syria was, I mean, the king of Israel was looking for Elijah to slay him. He thought he was the one responsible. It's not time to blame others. It's not time to blame people. It's time to look at the counsel of God and be where God wants you to be and take the position where God wants you to take. Praise God. Hallelujah. We saw how as a child of God you could conquer siege. We learned last week that siege can only be conquered through supernatural means. You cannot deal with a spiritual problem. You can't deal with... uh, You can't deal... With a spiritual problem, with physical principles, it does not work. Praise God. It does not work. You have to deal with a spiritual problem with spiritual principles. Praise God. And that is the situation you find around a siege. A siege is a spiritual problem. It's not a physical problem. It's spiritual. What did I see? A siege is what? It's a spiritual problem. It's not a physical one. Praise God. So we saw God teach this first principle about the supernatural to sons of the prophet. Praise God. Sons of the prophet were the first people he taught. And he took them through a series. They took Elijah along with them on a project. And they met difficulties on the project like normally would happen. And something happened also. They tapped into the supernatural, and they conquered the siege in their lives. So the same thing we want to apply today. Praise God. I said praise God. Second Kings chapter 6, verse 8 to 12. Can you turn your Bibles there? 2 Kings... Chapter six, verse eight to twelve. If you got it, say I got it. Then the king of Syria warred against Israel and took counsel with his servants, saying, "In such a such a place shall be my camp." And the man of God sent to the king of Israel, saying, "Beware that thou pass not such a place. That is the place the king of Syria was referring to. Make sure you don't pass such a place." For thither the Syrians are come down. That is, they will come and attack you there. Verse 9, the, uh, verse 10. And the king of Syria, and the king of Syria, and the king of Syria sent to the place which the man of God told him and warned him of. And saved himself there, not once, not twice. That is not once not twice. Has this prophet revealed? to the king of Israel, the danger that is coming. Praise God. Therefore, the heart of the king of Syria was sore, troubled for this thing. He called his servants and said unto them, will you not show me which one of you is for the king of Israel? That is, will you not bring out the mole? Will you not bring out the betrayer? Because somebody is betraying me here. There is no way this king could know all the strategies that have been planning. Then, verse 12. Then, and one of the servants said, None, my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet that is in Israel. Tell her, the king of Israel the words that you speak in your bedchamber. <laughs> Supernatural is the key. How can you know what darkness is planning? How can you know what darkness is doing to take you out? How can you know the strategies of the enemy, the plan of the enemy tomorrow? Do you know whether it's against your marriage? Do you know whether it's your children is coming after? Do you know whether it's your place of work? Do you know whether it's your finances? Do you know whether it is your tomorrow is coming after? Do you know whether it's your health? You do not know. You don't have a clue. But by engaging the supernatural, any and every form of siege is defeated. And that is why you need the gifts of the Spirit. In the 21 days we went through, every day we were activating the gifts of the Holy Ghost. We were saying to ourselves, according to 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse 7, that the gift is given to us to profit, word of knowledge, word of wisdom, discernment of spirit, speaking in tongues, interpretation of tongues, word of prophecy, gift of faith, gift of healing, gift of walking of miracles. All these gifts are given to us to profit with all. And the Bible says we stir up the gifts of God. The gifts of God is in every believer, but it is sleeping in some believers. Every child of God has these gifts. This gifts is not just for men of God to operate their ministering gifts. No, it is given to everyone, everyone to profit. First Corinthians twelve seven. can you please quickly put that on the screen for everybody to see? It's given to everyone. It's not discriminatory. The gifts of God does not discriminate. Anyone that stirs it up, it works for you. It becomes operational. The difference is that some people are working these gifts, some people are not walking nothing. You see there? He says the manifestation for the spirit to manifest is given to every man. The word man there is not saying male or female. It's talking about your spirit. It's given to everyone in the realm of a spirit that is not gender sensitive. Praise God. It's given to every man to do what? To profit. It's for your own advantage. It's given to Now this now, this is the ministration of shadow. They don't even have a clue. The Spirit of God will only come on one person in this time. But in our own generation, it's on everyone. Come on, say, it's in me. That's why the Bible says, greater is he that is in Than he that is in the world. It's in you. But you see, you've got to activate it. That's why we have been encouraging ourselves in the supernatural. The way you defeat siege. It's true supernatural means. It's not true sweets and chocolates. It's not true barbecues. It's not true love feasts. Even all those things are good. Amen? Oh, don't try me with barbecue. It's good. Praise God. They're all good. But that's not going to secure my future. I need the gifts of a spirit operating in my life. And the Bible says, tear up the gifts of God. The Bible says, fan into flame the gifts of God on the inside of you. Exercise yourselves unto godliness. Are you creating time to do that? Are you creating time to do the obvious and the necessity, necessity in your life? The king of Syria discussed privately with his servants. Please go back to my slides. He discussed privately with his servants, but... Hello, whatever he discussed privately was revealed in the realm of the spirit, supernatural. The king of Samaria had to ask, who is this deceiver? Who is this person who is revealing my secret? Who is this person who is the traitor amongst you? King of Samaria, I now want you to see what the enemy does. When you are getting stronger, the enemy doesn't give up. He comes after your supernatural lifestyle. Oh, beloved, you've got to be careful here. He's going to discourage you in that supernatural venture you are starting. Hello? The king of Samaria now sent horses and chariots after Elisha, Once he knew that this is the supernatural that is thwarting my strategy. This is the supernatural force that is helping my enemies. Note, the enemy will come after your supernatural lifestyle. Is it love you are distributing? He will come after you. Is it forgiveness? Why are you forgiving people anyhow? It's going to come. You are forgiving others because you have a future. You are forgiving people who have stepped on your toes. Because you have a glorious future. You have a destiny. You know your unforgiveness is a destiny stopper. It's going to stop you from reaching your goal. You forgive easily. Praise God. They only offended you because they don't know much. Praise God. Amen. Oh, don't be quiet on me. I'm preaching good today. Don't be quiet. Praise God. Your love lifestyle. People have offended you, but you still show love back. Whoa. The devil hates that in between now and your future i say it every time my daughter could tell it again today are people you meet and the books you read are you engaging yourself in the supernatural lifestyle many say i am content look i'm not going after the supernatural i'm so i'm so i'm so content uh, the bible says uh, godliness with contentment It's great gain, I'm just content, you are not content, you are not content, it's mediocrity that is the trouble, you are content, not content, praise God. The word of God says 365 times, fear not, fear not, that means there is a fear not for every day of your life, you are not supposed to fear. You are not permitted to fear. In dominion principles, you are not permitted to fear. Praise God. Amen? Supernatural does not fail. When you engage yourself in a supernatural lifestyle, it doesn't know how to fail. Praise God. Praise God. So note that Elijah prayed that the enemy should go. He said, but the eyes of Elijah opened. Geazi, sorry. You remember when the enemies came, when the king of Syria sent Emisri to go and take out Elijah? Did you know that Geazi saw the enemies and was shaking? The Bible says, fear not. You are not to fear. You are a child of God. No matter as many that are coming against you, those that are for you are more than they that are for them. Are you listening to me? Greater is he... That is on the inside of you than all the armories and all the emissaries of the enemy. You are more than them. Oh, somebody is not hearing me this morning. I say you are more than what the enemy has to offer. You are more than it. You remember when he was talking to Elijah? Uh, Gehazi? Elijah was saying to Gehazi, They that are before us, they are more than them that are against us. And what did he say? He didn't pray for the enemies to go. He said, Lord, Open his eyes. It is important for you to see these things. It's your, now, if the enemy was the problem, you would have quickly said God should destroy the enemies. It knows the enemies are not the problem. At all. The problem is those who have more for them, who cannot see, they have more against the enemy. I'm announcing to you this morning, under this dominion mandate, you are more than your enemies. Your enemy is not the issue. Are you listening to me? Praise God. If the events of your life can only be measured by natural means, then you have wasted eternal life. You have wasted eternal life. You should exercise yourselves in these things God has made available. In the supernatural that is available for you, you should exercise yourself. Praise God. How do you as a child of God conquer siege? Number two, number one, we said by supernatural means. Number two is through the prophetic word. Through the prophetic word. You must know how to enhance and engage the prophetic word. If there's a prophetic word over your life. Prophecies are in two folds. I've shared this several times. One is foretelling. One is forthtelling. Everyone can prophesy, everyone can pick the word of God and say it. That's a word of prophecy, amen? Picking the word of God and declaring it is prophetic. That's a prophetic word, amen? So now there is another one that comes by the inspiration of the Spirit, where word of knowledge or word of wisdom is displayed, praise God, where it's a supernatural insight into the future of a place, a person, an event that can be spoken that's where you see the office of a prophet says that so whether it is forth telling or foretelling the one you prophesy both are still prophetic words are you listening so you engage the prophetic the word of god is the instrumentality of god in breaking the enemy's stronghold the bible says this word According to 1 Peter 2:19, it says, we have a more sure word of prophecy. Unto the day dawn and the daylight arise in our hearts. This is a prophetic word. 80% of the scriptures is prophetic. It's only revealing what God will do if you meet the conditions. It's a prophetic word. So I can take this word and speak it over my life. I'm prophesying. I can prophesy over my children. Take the same word and speak it over their life. The word of God says, "Ye shall be the head and not the tail. What am I doing? I'm prophesying. I'm speaking what God has said over my life. So you can overcome, praise God, the siege in your life by prophesying. When last did you prophesy to your bank account? When last did you prophesy over your business? When last did you prophesy over your health? Or you did not know your biological clock is ticking? Praise God. Uh, I'm starting to see the reality of that myself. Praise God. Amen. When I was 40 years old, it was different. Oh, I can jump off of my bed. 40. Glory be to God. Amen. But when I crossed 45, heading towards 50, I just found out that some things. Ah, uh-uh. ah, leg, move. What's wrong? Praise God. Then you start finding that, oh, age is. Good. Then you now need to understand, you start using the supernatural. My last visit to the doctors was we saying, okay, thank God for your life. You're good, you're healthy. But there are some food you can't eat again. I say, why? Biological clock is ticking. So you need the supernatural. Amen? You need the supernatural to keep on being healthy. You need the supernatural. Everybody needs the supernatural. So th- through the prophetic word is the second way that you engage, that you overcome siege. Second Kings 7.1, Elijah said, hear ye the word of the Lord. Thus say the Lord, Lord. Tomorrow by this time, a measure of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel and two measures of barley for a shekel. In the gates of Samaria, in 24 hours, it's all going to change. A man saw that, someone responded, and this is what I'm trying to tell you. God help you to respond properly to the word of God. When the word of God comes, whether you believe it or not, Whether it makes sense or not, and let me quickly warn you, most of the time, when the word of God comes, it will be ridiculous. It may not make sense. Praise God, but it comes to pass. There's a couple in this church right now as I'm speaking. I remember years ago, a few years ago, maybe about two years ago, they received a prophetic word in this same house. It didn't look well. They were believing God for a lot of things, and thank God. When the prophetic word came, they received it. They received the prophetic word. Amen. And thank God today those words, they received them, has come to pass. One of it was they were believing God for their immigration papers. And today, they have landed immigrants in this nation. Why? At the time the word came, it didn't make sense. But they believed it. Hallelujah. Praise God. You need to believe the prophetic word. You need to believe it when it comes. Even when it's ridiculous, just say, be it to me according to the word of God. When Peter was told that he should draw his net for a catch, it did not make sense. All night we didn't make it. In the day when fish can see the net, he said we should draw the net. Does this man think I started fishing yesterday? But when the net-breaking miracle came, praise God, his boat almost sank. He had to beckon on his neighbors, come. What happened again? Their own boat, too, was almost sinking. In the place where you thought help cannot come, help is coming for you. Not only help that is coming, marvelous help will visit you in the name of Jesus Christ. Someone responded. He said, even if God opens the windows of heaven, it can't happen. But when the word of God comes, it's coming to you now. You receive it. You receive it. You simply say, "Be it unto me, according to your word." The word of God came to the chin- to the king's chambers, too. That this word is coming, but the king rejected the word. The king rejected the word. The word left the king and was looking for where to find the expression. Listen to me. When the word of God is released, according to Isaiah fifty-five verse eleven, he said thus says the lord of hosts: thus does my word do it does not return to me void god's word will never return to him when god has released the word like i'm saying to you now as i'm prophesying over your life if you reject it the word will go to the streets amen and a passerby will just be passing by and he said amen he didn't know why he said amen But that word will find that expression in that person's life. Because the word of God will never go back empty. Until it has found expression in what he has spoken about. The word of God came to the king's palace. The king rejected it. The word of God was looking for where to find expression. He was looking all over. And met four lepers. Even the four lepers, they weren't too decisive. But the word of God said, this is good enough. At least you have mentioned something that is similar to what I want to do. And the Bible makes us to understand that the lepers were used. God amplified their feet as they were stepping to go to the camp of the Assyria. It looked like a mighty army that was coming. It looked like bulldozers. It looked like tornadoes. It looked like... He amplified the noise of their feet in their ears that all Samaria, they took to their heels, They ran away. And when they ran away, what happened? There was booty. They ate and ate and ate. They said, ah, this is not good. Let us go and inform them in the palace that booty is here. When they got there, they still didn't believe. Later, they believed. And when they now released the place, the person who said, it will happen that it cannot happen. According to the word of God, again, you know, prophecy was fulfilled. According to the word of God, again, he saw it happen, but he did not taste of it. May that never be your portion in the land of the living. In Jesus' name. What did they say? They said, why sit here? I've passed this place. Okay. Praise God. Oh, sorry. Second Kings 7, 2. That was when he said that he rejected the world but what happened after the bible says in second Kings seven nineteen 19 to 20 he saw but did not partake he saw it happen but he did partake may that not be your portion in the name of jesus in the days where powers are changing hands in the days where the miraculous are happening i'm speaking over your life in the name of jesus you will get to the place called there In Jesus' mighty name, in my life, like I keep on telling, in my own life, let let me tell you what happens in the realm of the spirit. There are people, you see, when you are receiving a prophecy like you will live in houses you have not built, you will have vineyards that you did not plant some people think oh it's fallacy i know somebody in london england right now during this pandemic during the pandemic a whole what do you call it what's that place you take care of old people home home for the elderly a whole one that had about six bedrooms the owner of the place just called one of the employees Say, I'm tired. I want to hand this thing over to you. It's all yours now. About the house, do you have money? Do you have money that just, Do you know what, how much do you have? I said, well, I have 35,000 pounds. He said, it's enough. It's all yours. The lady thought she was dreaming. She thought she was dreaming houses you have not built will be given to you you know the strange thing this person does not even know how houses you have not built you will live inside you see you don't know there are people god has put in their heart that this is what they should do for example now for me in my own lifetime i have vowed at least three human beings, I will give them a house fully paid for. Now you don't know that, I'm just telling you, you didn't know that. Now, cars, giving out cars, you know, you yourself know, I'm tired. It's no more motivating to me, I've given out cars and cars. for the past 20 years, in this country, for the past 20 years, I don't, there's no year. I don't give up to three cars out. That's minimum. There was a year I gave out eight cars. I, I enjoy it. I love it. That's part of my destiny, to help others. Praise God. Now, I'm believing God. Now, you don't know these things, but it's not only me. There are many people out there that God has put in their hearts. This is what you are going to do. Amen? Now, anytime you want to do such a thing, it is God that will lead you to it, and you know God will not lead you to an, to somebody who doesn't believe. God will lead those people to people who have been confessing and who have been believing. Do you get my point? So one day you are going to meet somebody also, and don't just be the one at the collecting end, ready to collect. You too will be believing God for things that are unusual that you would do for others. Amen. That's how it meets each other. That's how it works. Are you listening to me? Don't say, oh, I'm believing God for for house, free. Somebody will give me a house free. I say, yes, it's true. It will come. But what have you done for others? That's the question. What have you done for others? Amen. Amen. That's how it works. If you want to walk in the prophetic, where is your seed? Where is your seed to rule? To have dominion, God has given seed. To rule in this life, you need a seed. Where is your seed? Praise God. Which seed have you put on the ground? The first time somebody was going to give me something outstanding, in this same country, it was a property, free, fully paid for. When the property came, I said, I'm not too surprised. Why? Because my own heart is there to give it. So this is how it works. You want to be dangerously blessed. You want to have dominion in the way we are talking about it. You to let it be in your heart. I'm not saying you are ready to do it. Sometimes I told you that in my own lifetime, I will give out three. My current house, I've not finished paying my mortgage. I'm telling you the truth, I'm being transparent to you, but it's in my heart, and I know I will reach my, I will reach it, praise God, and when I do the first one, the second one, I will let you know, praise God, are you ready to be a blessing to your world, are you ready because the siege is over already, no siege can cage you, the snare has been broken, you are ready to fly again amen they thought they could limit your life your life can't be limited you know that already greater is he who is in you than he that is in the world come on rise up on your feet like a champion you will reach your goal thank you King. thank you for listening we hope you have been blessed by the word today Please join our services live every Sunday, 9 a.m. and 10.45 a.m. and Bible study every Friday, 7 p.m. at 95 Church Street, St. Catharines. We hope you have a wonderful week ahead and God bless you.